when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster. Welcome to the New Flesh Podcast. My name is Brett Arnold at Brett Redacted on Twitter, and Joe Avella is still in Iceland. We don't know if he's ever coming back. Uh, we here at the New Flesh HQ are a little concerned at this point. He hasn't made a. There's been no dispatches. Uh, we don't know what he's up to. So uh, this week I found another, found another guest host. Um, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the pod. He. Um, He's been on before. This is now he's coming into uh, he's going to be one of the very few people who've been on the show multiple times. He's this is his second appearance and uh, he's about to start talking. But you might be confused because we sound exactly the same. Harris Marison is here. It's uh, me, Harris Marison. Oh, wow. We sound so much alike. We sound so different. Mm hmm. Wow. You've changed so much since the last time. I went to Italy. <laughs> I'm not going to keep doing that. Yeah. Thank God. Um, I'm also going to try not to laugh into the mic today. Oh, was that a bad thing last time? Did it you is, listen back? It, historically, I have a bad laugh. You, you have a very, um, I want to say prolific laugh. It, it's working overtime. <laughs> I meant that like, if I'm in a room and like, it's dark, say we're in a, we're in a pitch black room mm -hmm. as we often do when we hang mm -hmm. out and there's several people in the room mm -hmm. and you laugh. I'll be like, oh, Harris is here. It's why I try not to go to orgies, because <laughs> even when I wear the mask, someone does something silly, and then everyone's like, oh, it's Harris there. We can't fuck him. The, the last orgy I went to was one that you organized, and it was a comedy orgy. Oh, yeah, that is true. It was fun. That is, I forgot about it. Everyone got laid that night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, boy. Uh, so this episode will be about uh, Universal's The Mummy. 2017 version starring one tom cruise oh boy. who uh you know i worshiped the guy for a long time and i think he still got it but boy oh boy this one is a whiff uh i think it's really fun that we're doing the mummy today uh this the the timing called for it it came out uh, everyone's talking about how terrible it is so we had to investigate ourselves uh it's particularly fun for me because joe left and was very excited that he was gonna skip like the bad part of the Freddy or the Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, that we're doing, but uh, Joe, if you're listening, sorry, buddy, you're about to have to talk about the remake next week. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Did you see the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Wasn't <laughs> it? Do you remember how bad it was? Um, I, it was better than the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> if we just talked about things that are better than the Mummy, we would. We would. This podcast would be eighteen hours long. Yeah, it was. Oh it's, my god! Uh, it's one of the worst studio things I've seen, maybe ever. My, uh, we'll get into that. My thoughts on the the remake of the Nightmare on Elm Street or the Freddy movie was, uh, it wasn't horrible. I, like it was. I remember. I, I think I probably saw it on HBO one day. Mm. Home box office on the home box office, yeah. and it probably was just like playing. And I watched half. I watched it, and I was like. Okay, it's fine. It didn't need to be good. No horror remake is good. No, they're they're not. Uh, there's a there's a handful that I think are tolerable. 
Like Last House on the Left remake is surprisingly like pretty good. I thought people like the Texas Chainsaw one, but I think like it's not that good. I was in the Marcus Nispel. I think I was in middle or high school, probably middle school when the remake came out. And there, there's and we all remember that trailer with like the the that, and then also <laughs> there was one scene in it where the girl shoots herself in the head in the car. And then you go through the, the, yeah, camera, the camera goes to the head, and that the that scared right? me so much. Like as a kid, that was I You're like how they get the camera in there. They're just like it was such a gross scene. It is, and it was it has see that's it's me- okay that's like memorable. Yeah, like there were scenes in that one where it was. It's not a bad. I don't think that's a bad remake. Yeah, it's not. Well, you know, we've seen so many worse ones that that one definitely holds up better. Uh, we, I was surprised by how almost good the Thing remake was, but then they decided – we talked about that on the pod before. Uh, that movie was supposed to have all these practical effects, and like it, they actually made stuff and like film sequences, but the studio at the last minute was just like, fuck it. Let's just make everything CGI, and then it, it the movie sucks. I, I know people who really – Hate. I know a couple people who hate the original The Thing. The Like the 86? The, yeah, the Carpenter version. That is insane. That is one of the best horror movies of all time. Um, and I will not hear anything I saw it with a friend. For the, he saw it for the first time when I was with him, and he was just like, this is not a good movie. How? Um, it's also like has inspired so many things that came after. Okay, but it's like influential. You inspire something doesn't mean You don't think good. it's good either? No, no, I think it's good, but I, I don't the like The effects that. in that movie alone, single... Well, I guess if you don't care about that shit, maybe you won't care. But it's mm-hmm. like the best effects in in horror movies at the time and maybe even ever it's incredible oh i i am i agree with you but i'm getting I'm mad saying, at you by proxy yeah i'm Your saying the sucks. logic though that because something inspired a lot like hitler inspired a bunch of people it doesn't mean he's good <laughs> that's a good point you played the Check hitler me. card about seven minutes into Check this podcast me. i'm pretty sure you brought up hitler last time do you remember I don't. I can't go more than twenty minutes without bringing up Hitler. Mostly because it's like a fifty-first date situation. It's like that's. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh boy. He's laughing off mic for those who uh, <laughs> wondered what the silence. Well, that was. wasn't a belly laugh. That was uh, when I belly laugh. It's bad. That was a. Uh, oh boy, I got issues. Oh boy. Well, uh, thank you for doing the show with me, and thank you, thank you for. I feel so bad for making you go see the mummy. Yesterday. You have texted me uh, so many times. <laughs> you actually have texted me so many times apologizing. I'm very. I I've never wanted to leave a movie more. I I really wanted. If to you weren't there, it. I would have left easily within an hour. But also, I would. I, I knew you would probably would have left if I brought it up. But I knew that we were doing this podcast, and I was like, we would be real assholes if we should talk to a movie we didn't even finish. Wait, can we can we talk real quick about movies you've walked out of the theater on? Sure. Uh, go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first one I remember uh, is Dirty Dancing Two: Havana Nights. I think I was at like you know how you hang out at the mall when you're when you're in high school or junior high. I think it was junior high. Um, and yeah, I was with a bunch of friends and some girls wanted to go see it. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And then just very much wasn't my scene. I don't know what thing, what better thing I had to do, but I bolted. And that's when I learned you could get refunds if you leave within the first 30 minutes of a movie, which is fun. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Almost all theaters have that policy now. Uh, you just got to ask. Um, what else did I walk out of? I walk out of a lot of stuff because now that i have you know movie pass and i can just go see anything and not really worry about the repercussions of it i will go to something i know is going to be bad like i walked out of pirates 5 a few weeks ago 
I walked out of just like these are things I shouldn't have walked in in the first place. Usually yeah. I walked out of in the heart of the sea, <laughs> which again, it was only playing. It was so funny. That movie bombed so badly that it was taken out of every theater in New York, except for the Times Square one at like week two or three. Yeah. And then I went and like because it was relegated to one theater and one tiny theater. It was full every time. Wow. So it was like this little shitty theater. And then combined, like, the movie was boring and, like, uh, bad theater experience, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, I just left. I leave a lot. I walked out of Bad Santa 2. Again, should never have walked in. Fucking terrible. I walk out a lot. I don't walk out of movies off because for me... Yesterday must have been pushing it for you. Yesterday like, was the closest. There was a lot of factors. Yesterday was the closest I've been to wanting to walk out of a movie in a very like, in a very long. So you time. don't have any that you've walked out. But of. I I have historically walked out of a few movies, but I try not to, um, because you think, respect the art. I think I mentioned this last time. I because I mentioned this any to anyone who really listens. <laughs> it's pretty obnoxious, <laughs> but like, I'm not a religious guy. But I do. But you do bring up Hitler a lot. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love going to the movies. And for me, if I'm going to, I've turned off mo- movies at home a lot. Right. If I'm going to a movie. If I go out of my way to go to a movie, which I do, it probably at you least do. Once you you a, see I, movies. I go at least once a week, probably to go to the theater. But for me, it's I turn off my phone. I sit there. Yep. It's you know you don't That's walk your out of a bad sermon. <laughs> no, I agree though. Like comparing it to church is actually very. I think I said exactly the same thing on this podcast. That when I go to a movie, that is my like literally. That's the only time in my life that my phone is off. Yeah, seriously. Like my phone is on all the time. I work in media, so my phone is fucking buzzing all the time. There's always shit happening. So when I go to a movie, that's my one place to fucking do turn it off. But at the same time, Movie Pass has spoiled me to the point of. I will just go see shit that I know I shouldn't be seeing. And that's why I walk out. Yesterday is also the first time I think in about, I'm willing to say in at least seven years that I have checked my phone during a movie. Not just like the time. I was just looking to see what time it was. I did the same thing. I turned my phone off at a movie because I am, I hate it so much to even think about the the screen. Right. And the buzz in your pocket. If if you're not just vibrate. Yeah. Like I am an aggressive shutter. Yeah, dude. Oh man! And, that, and this time I was like, I don't give a. I'm shit. so glad you're here because I don't. Joe doesn't see movies, so I don't talk to him about talk with him about this stuff. But I, I see movies a lot at uh, like the Upper West, where like, like Lincoln Plaza. Great! It's a and great. Like, it's a great little theater, the underground one. But yeah, no service. That's perfect for that reason. But there's also uh, there's just old people and like old people are worse. I've said it before. Old people are like the most the worst people to be at a movie with. Like, like I'd rather have a group of rowdy teenagers because old people think they're in the living room. I think we've had this conversation before on this podcast last time you were on. Probably. But it's like senior citizens think they're in the living room. They just talk. They're like, what did he say? What yeah. is that? It's the worst. And but Lincoln Plaza, I saw Norman, which was fucking mwah, great movie. Still I seen hope it. everyone sees it. Um, guy behind me kept hit his phone on full brightness and he kept taking it out and from behind me it was distracting and the set i gave him one time you know you i'll give people the previews and during the movie i'll give him like one phone check before i'm like i fucking yell at them so this guy had his turn and said hey can you please turn your phone off and he did and he was fine recently did you say it like that yeah wow i i'm just like hey man please <laughs> oh I'm, I'm like kurt about it i'm oh, like I'm, mad i'm not kurt. it depends on the situation but that time i was kurt there uh 
there are oftentimes I'll see a movie at like AMC Lincoln Square and I'll have to tell old people to be quiet. And oh, what was I seeing? Oh, the Berlin Syndrome, which I saw last week, was playing at one theater, 34th Street actually, which we had a nightmare at Ooh. last night. Um, old women in the front, you know, the, like the little handicapped front part before the front part. Yes. The, two old women were sitting there, and from I was in the literal back row, and I could hear every fucking word they said. So during and it was during the trailers. But I, I was still so mad. During the last trailer, I ran up to them and like literally, I, th I think I scared the shit out of them. Like I was, because there was no one in the in the like the top part of the top, the front row of the top part, right behind them. So I just like went there and like was like, hey, can you please stop talking? I'm sitting in the back and I can hear every word you say. Wow. And they didn't say a word the rest of the time. Wow. I'm fucking. Don't fuck with me at a movie theater. Because you look like a serial killer. I, I probably they probably were horrified the whole time. <laughs> they didn't say a word. <laughs> also, that movie was not for them. <laughs> I'm um, can't believe I just revealed that on a podcast. People are gonna funny. either hate or love me for that's this. That's really funny that you yell at old women. <laughs> you yell at old women in the handicap section of a movie. Oh, they weren't handicapped. They both got up and walked out at the end. It was fine. I don't yell. <laughs> you, so you're a, your definition I of discern, handicap yeah, is wheelchair not able -bodied. or fine. <laughs> that's people. I don't think of. Wow. I've seen. Uh, yeah, I don't think we should go down this road anymore. I don't think we should either. <laughs> I think you've said. I think. I mean, I can go down this road because I'm. Yeah, please. What have you, did you? You said you've walked out of some things, though. Mm. I want to know what they are. Um, if you can remember any. Yeah. So things I've walked out of. There's one movie I truly walked out of, and it wasn't even my call. I was in, I think, like, middle school. I walked out of Night at the Museum. Oh, dude, I walked out of that too. Because I was with three people, and like two people wanted to go make out, and yeah. I was with Sky. I was with our friend, no our way. mutual friend. Yeah. Did y'all walk out together? Um, all four of us walked out because the 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 ringleader was just like, "We gotta go," and I was like, "Okay." I think you know, kids have ringleaders when they hang out. I yeah. understand. I I just didn't really. I didn't like it. I haven't seen it since. It's very. It was like abrasively unfunny to me. Yeah. At the time, and I was a. I was like the demo for it. Yeah, you know? we were the demo, and it was very bad. I remember. And there's been like two more, maybe three more since then. Yeah, I mean, made, and they make a made lot an of money. Insane amount of money. A lot money. of money. And that actually, it's funny you mentioned that because that's, I don't think I've told the story in the podcast before, but that's the movie. I was also with a group of friends, like four or five of us. And we also, same exact situation, went to see it. We're bored about probably half an hour in. We're like, this fucked us. And we left and we were at Village Crossing Theater in Niles. I think it's Skokie. Maybe it's Skokie. Skokie or Niles, Illinois. And essential detail. Because in that mall is a Chuck E. Cheese. And we were like, we're fucking like teenagers now. That sounds awesome. Like, let's go fucking play some games at Chuck E. Cheese. So we go to Chuck E. Cheese, and they're showing Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we couldn't escape it. No, we, we, we show up, and they wouldn't. Like, we walked in as a group, and we're like, hey, we want to just play here. Like, are you here for, like, a party? We're like, no. They're like, how old are you? We're like, whatever, 14, 15. And they're like, you have to be 18 to be here without a parent? And we're like, that's weird. Like, 18-year-olds who are here without a parent probably shouldn't be here anyway. But... So we're like, okay, fine, we'll leave. And then, and then they were like, no, but now that you're here and we see that you're here, because you're underage, we can't let you leave. So they let us, they put us in a booth and like made us call our parents. Like we couldn't play stuff. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. On, in, on a similar <laughs> note, uh, a bit of a tangent for movies. I this once, is fine. I once went to a gun range. Uh, so I'm from Florida, as you know. I do uh, know. 
a suburb of Florida, and I had to kill some time while I was waiting for my mom because uh, we had one car. This was like a couple months ago. And really? Yeah, this was a couple months ago. I went home to see my mom, and I dropped her off at work, and I had a little time in the immediate area. I've been to a gun range once before, and I was like, eh, I have time. What's a Florida thing? Let's go to a gun range. I went to a gun range. I walk in, and I was like, hey, like I want to shoot gun. <laughs> one gun, please. I want to shoot <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> and he goes, oh, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, and you don't own a gun? I was like, no, I'm going to rent one. And he goes, yeah, we can't let you do that. It's your suicide risk if you go and rent a gun on the range by yourself. Oh my God. And I was like, so you're more worried. I just have a <laughs> lot. There were so many questions. Like, that's – I was – as someone who's very pro gun control and legitimately only wanted to shoot a gun kind of ironically in Florida. <laughs> sure. I when in Florida. I was upset because I was like, no, but if I went with like my rights, I, was like, I could kill a friend. <laughs> I could, I, there's so much I could do. And they're like, also, you look sad. You I might. could buy. I was wearing all black. I really do think that. I'm not joking. I, I think about this. They a thought lot. you were a goth or something. There is so much where they, I just think about this all the time. About how that's where gun control came in. One guy at a gun range by himself. And they're like, we think you're going to kill yourself if you do this. Um, you know, there's it's so I guess the reason I thought of it is because they made me sit at a booth and call my mo- <laughs> No, <laughs> I was going to say they, is, like, they pulled me into the Chuck E. Cheese section they, of, they the gun, me, of the gun they range. They sat me in the gun section and I had to call my mom, even though I'm 24. But you did have to call your mom. <laughs> no, I really wanted that to be your story. No, no. They, but I just. The point is, gun ranges and Chuck E. Cheese's are two places where they have very strange rules. <laughs> that was great. That's really the tangent there. Is I was just like, that's so weird that Chuck E. Cheese won't let you do that. Also, gun ranges won't let you rent a gun. But if I come with my, if I bought a gun, it was left, it would be fine. If I bought a gun, left, and then walked back, and in. then came back, yeah. I could kill myself, <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't be liable, so it's fine. And then it's. It's there, isn't that insane? It's pretty crazy. It's like insane. The one thing is just like, well, you're renting a gun. It's too much. Like, cause then how are we gonna rent it back out? I think it's yeah, like it's like lose, a cursed gun. They lose inventory. <laughs> I don't. I think about this so much. It happened a few months ago, and it is the most insane logic. Guns are. I mean, guns. I think ban all the guns. Sure. Uh, I really do. I'm really. I don't. I, I think it's the first time I've – I don't want recorded proof that I was like, I want to go shoot a gun or rent. But sure. Also, I had a really bad experience the other time. I, the first time I ever shot a gun was at this range. Please continue. Like four years before. I've never shot a gun. I don't um, think I ever will. This is <laughs> – I guess guns are related to horror movies. Dude, yeah. Guns are Horror very, fans love guns. They love guns. Um, and violence. I actually – the weird thing, I imagine Eli Roth shoots guns all the time, and I imagine Quentin Tarantino shoots guns all the time. And I think it makes sense to me because if you, I recommend everyone go to a gun range to shoot a gun, even if you but hate But bring guns, your own, BYOG. Or bring a friend. <laughs> or bring a friend. <laughs> bring a friend. Don't, or do a murder-suicide. Don't buy a gun, rent <laughs> a gun. Uh, or don't do a murder-suicide, do a murder-murder, then it's fine. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, suicides are apparently not cool with rental guns. Yeah, that is, that's, what so that's really what they hate. Um... But if you, so four when years, you shoot a gun, yeah. you I there's you feel so much power. Yeah. It really is a horrifying thing how powerful it makes you feel. Because it's the recoil of it where you're just like 
Like, I yeah. get how people get addicted to it. Um, it's like anything, yeah. Like any bad drug or something. Any bad drug or anything. It really is like a sense of power to, to feel it. And you're like, oh, I can take, I am a destroyer of a world. So you think everyone should do it once? for To like understand the... how horrifying that power is. But some people probably will take that and go, no, you know, that's how, probably, bad, that's how bad things probably, happen. Probably, but I think if you're Don't anti- encourage people. I think if you're anti- I think I understand why some people are like, don't take my guns. Like, they're like, I'm not going to kill anyone. But I love shooting guns. I see. Um, like the people I in the South who like want to fuck it's, their guns. It scared and stuff. me. It sincerely scared me. Um, yeah, it scares me. Well, I have a friend. It's a very scary experience. I have a friend who was in the who's in the Marines, and he's back home now, and he just has so many guns. Jesus. And like, you'll go over. Sorry for listening. I'm not gonna name who you are, but it's it scares me. Like he. Steve. Has a safe full of guns. Steve, oh, Steve the Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Steve the Marine. But like he has just like he has like multiple pistols. He's a fucking like assault rifle. And like he'll just, he I, I'm sure he I'm sure there's nothing in the clips. But like he'll put clips in and be like, hold it. And I'm like, I don't want. It. It's, <laughs> I it really is, don't it want. It's power. It. it is power. It's scary, it's, dude. A gun is the most powerful thing you can own. It's um, it's horrifying. And I think what are the gun laws in New York? Like, can um, you just get one? There's only one active gun range in all of New York. The city or like. In State. New York, in the city of Manhattan, in, in the city. Okay, I see. In the, all, I think in any of the boroughs. It's like it's where, like, the cops on, go? On, like, the west side. Oh, you mean, like, a public one? Okay. It's, like, some weird place on the west side. Um, I, I'm i fascinated by guns because, sincerely, once again, I shot one. I did it once. I did it once, and it was just horrifying. It was a horrifying experience. The other, So what happened the one time I went yeah, to the Yeah, the four garage, years ago one. Uh, well, this was also in Florida, which is kind of what... <laughs> Oh boy! So you get the little things that you shoot. You get like the, the people target. The, yeah, the, the, the fake target. people target. But the one in Florida, they have like model stand-ins. Like they, they're like big pictures, like a like a huge portrait of people, and it's like a situation where it's like this one's an this, act. Like this, this guy took a girl hostage. Exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah. So there was one. It was a couple. It was a woman, but they make exaggerated faces, so it feels like. They want you to feel a little dissociated from the real situation. I see. The, like, but it's like Shutterstock for or Getty Images for crazy you gun shoot guy. at. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are over the top. But so my friend and I went to the gun range. That's how we made it in. And they're like, they put an instructor with you the first time you go if you don't know because they want to give teach you proper gun protocol. Um, and PGC. My friend accidentally shot the hostage on the photo and the instructor my friend went oh no i killed the hostage and the instructor turned to us and goes yeah she isn't too innocent if she got herself in that situation get the fuck out and of here. um i don't want to bring race into it but i will say it did feel like a racially charged comment <laughs> from the instructor looking at the photo that might be one of the most florida things I've ever it heard. was horrifying and i was like oh this is a toxic culture of people and then I proceeded to miss the target like a hundred times. Not on purpose, I think. No, I missed. I did not hit the picture. I was so bad. At I'm sure shooting. it's hard. It's like pff, the, the recoil, as you said. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's the gun section. The gun section has been Can done. Can you play the gun outro? Yeah, I'll throw gun. in some pew, 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 pew sound effects right here. But play the Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's uh, what I imagine plays when someone shoots a gun in their, their head. head. That's <laughs> all they have playing. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Uh, so how was your week, sir? Oh, um, so I tried to go to a gun range. 
No, uh, and we're back. <laughs> the gun my section. week was okay. Um, you had a fun day yesterday. You were uh, you were Tig Nataro on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, I was. That was really fun. Shout out to Blythe Robertson. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, if you're uh, the comedian, Tig Nataro has a Twitter account, but she never uses it herself. It's like a running running gag of sorts. It's always a different comedian every day. So yep. Harris Harris got it. I got it for the day. That's amazing. Um, about how, how'd three, it go for about you? About three years after it was relevant to do it. Yeah, now it's um, like no one even notices. Yeah, it's really, it's really, I, they're in the dregs of comedians right now. <laughs> they're like, Harris. Yeah, you said you thought I was on it. No, I haven't been. I never yeah. will be. Well, I guess it hasn't gotten that bad. <laughs> how, how, like, did, did you gain any followers? Um, like, Yeah, I gained a bunch of followers. Really? Yeah, I wish, this is such a sad conversation. <laughs> yeah, man, I got all these followers, and it's fucking. They great. think I'm tick. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh. No, it's. Well, um, besides that, how was your week? You know, we'll talk about that. Uh, besides that, it was um okay. You know, uh, yeah, it was good. I I had a week off before, so I had been doing some writing and hanging out, and then then I went back to work. I watched some movie. I watched uh movies. I watched this week. Uh, I watched Kresha last night. Okay. Um, that'll be in the what did you watch section. So oh, sorry. Hold your fucking horses for a second. Uh, so then, yeah, my weekend was average. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yours? <laughs> Thank you for throwing it back to me. Oh, it was my birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. I will see you later tonight. Thank you. At the bar that's over here. Um, yeah, I had a pretty crazy week. It was uh, <laughs> smooth. <laughs> um, I So Sunday night. You know, you know, our our mutual friend, uh, Tom Takar, was uh, opening for Norm Macdonald at Caroline's. On record, I don't know Tom. That Do you way. not? Oh, okay. I, I've just like I've seen him and we've met like once. I think. Formerly Tom Brady. If you yep. listen to Douglas Movies podcast, he did a great rebrand, by the way. Yeah. Also, their his podcast. Shout out to him and oh, Tommy's, Stand by Your Band. Stand by Your Band is a fucking. Awesome. Amazing podcast. podcast. Tom Takar and Tommy McNamara. It's a new podcast. We're on episode like six or seven. Uh, they defend shitty bands or they have people come on and defend bands like, you know, that are universally loathed. Like I was Creed or I actively wanted to be the Dave Matthews one. So oh, bad. Dude. I love I really like Dave. Did I they think, did they already do that one? Um, There's like there's like there's like 40 people who want to do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm, I'm doing Umphreys for them, but it's like that'll probably get to Umphreys in like year four. I made <laughs> I think I'm for uh my chemical romance. I think. I oh, that'd be me. great. I'm hoping they actually take me up on that yeah but you may know tom takar formerly tom brady from he was on douglas he's on douglas movies a lot he's on todd glass show he's great um so he was opening for norm mcdonald at caroline's and uh he was kind enough to get me into the show on sunday night so i hung out with uh, him and maria woj whose name i won't even try to pronounce uh wojikowski or something like that woj. bingo yeah she's lovely um so yeah it was a great show we got to see norm and then afterwards the very surreal thing was we got to like hang out with Norm for like an hour in like the Caroline's green room. So that was a unexpected Sunday night. Had a great time. Didn't you vape with Norm? Yeah. So this pen in front of you has been held by Norm McDonald and his lovely uh, wife or girlfriend whose name I don't remember. Uh, thank you for the fun hang, Norm. I know you're listening. We're best friends now. Oh my Everything's God. fine. Uh, the next night. Uh, so Ween was in town this week for Tuesday and Wednesday. I can't believe that's insane to me. As I, Norm Macdonald is my favorite comedian. Dude, me, you don't to understand. Follow, I'm very much underselling this for myself because I don't want to be like an asshole. Up, Norm but I was like, freaking out. Yeah, I saw Ween. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. To me, it's, oh my god. Oh, Norm. I know. I'm internally. I've been internally like, holy shit, all week. It was yeah. very cool. It was a cool very week, cool thing. Man. Yeah. So uh, Ween was in town Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Monday night, 
I was just about to fall asleep, looked on Twitter, someone tweeted that Dean and the rest of the entire Ween band beside before, besides Gene was at a bar playing a surprise show in Williamsburg. So at like 12.30 on Monday night, or like I guess Tuesday morning, I sprang out of bed and went and then hung out with Dean Ween. And like, it was fucking crazy. So that was a great night. And then I saw Ween for two nights at Book and Steel. Fucking amazing. Great shows. Two wildly different set lists and shows. I'm really bummed that Joe wasn't in town for them because Joe loves Ween. Um, then I saw Dirty Projectors on Thursday in McCarran Park. And there's a part on the new album where he references McCarran Park. We were in McCarran Park. Yeah. Crowd went wild, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you don't like the new album, but I fucking love the new, new, the new Dirty Projectors album. They killed it. I'm very excited for them uh, for the future of this tour. They haven't really announced a tour yet. I hope they come back. Uh, I don't like that he's taking shots at Amber Kaufman. That is fucked up. I didn't really realize until yesterday when I like looked yeah, up stuff, dude, like how like, kind of shitty he was. Apparently, he kind of he just kind of kicked her out and then said, "Dirty Protectors is my band now," which isn't how I thought it went. I thought that she laughed and he was like, "I'm still gonna make this," but it was kind of like he just said, "No, I'm gonna keep making music under this band, and you're not done anymore." Well, it sounds and like he produced her solo album, but it was before they broke up. Well, they it's were very it's, strange. No, so the way from what I've read, they. Broke up, toxic breakup, tried to keep working together, and then just, like... Wrote the song About to Die. And then they did all this shit, and, and just, like, it was bad. And, like, he just sounds like... He sounds like every bad, toxic boyfriend. He might be a big boyfriend. old fuckboy. Yeah, that's yeah, the impression I like get. Amber, Amber seems so cool, and, like... Her new album is also incredible, by the way. Publicly shaming someone being like, you want to be famous, fuck you, is, I think, a fuck... A, a really shitty move. Yeah, the lyrics on the album get a little cutting. Yeah, and like that is that why you don't like it? It's just you feel like yeah, and it, it's a bit indulgent. At it's times. very indulgent. I mean, that's the thing though. I appreciate. I think I, the album came out at a, at, a, at the right time for me, and it was like yeah. very indulgent. And I enjoyed that he was just like spilling his guts, no matter how kind of toxic that it may have been. Um, and plus, like lyrics aside, like whatever, like I think it's the production on that album is fucking incredible. I think yeah. it's amazing. I mean, here's the thing. I listened to it a bunch of times and I really liked it at first. And I think I referenced it in therapy a couple times, a few of the lyrics. Um, like I really was thinking about it. And then I just, now when I hear it, I just don't want to listen to it. A lot of the songs, it, like I think it was weird to see live, but in a good way, I was like blown away. Cause they've, they've, they've managed to, it's one of those bands where like, how are they going to get the studio sound on stage? But it, they have a, like 10 people up there and they do it. And yeah. it was really cool. I saw them live once before and it was great. It was great. They're great. I'm sure it was definitely better when it was, you know. He's great. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I just don't. Don't condone his, his I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Shit. He just seems. His shittiness as a person kind of distracted me from the album. Fair enough. He just seems so shitty on it. And I'm like, I don't need that fucking vibe in my life, dude. Yeah. I'm I don't know what the horror fan Dirty Projector crossover is, so I'm going to keep going here. Cool. <laughs> Yesterday was Friday. You and I saw The Mummy. I apologize again thoroughly. Uh, and then I went to a uh, friend of the show, and I think he's been on four times or something. Charles Bermesco's birthday. Went to uh, Koreatown Karaoke. It was very fun. Happy birthday, Charles and Harris. Thank you. Um, and then now it's Saturday, and here we are. Cool. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's do a qu quick bits and pieces segment, which is where we talk about the horror news. I'll do the Joe sound effects. <laughs> bits and pieces. That's pretty good. Sure. <laughs> uh, most notable news this week, which made me howl laughing when I saw it, 
is that Weinstein and Dimension, who are, were supposed to be putting out Blumhouse's uh, Amityville The Awakening on June 30th, which is this month, just decided to pull it again. And now, if you haven't been listening to this podcast for a while, you will know, let me inform you that this movie was prior to the June 30th date. It was supposed to be January 6th. Prior to that, it was April 1st of last year. And prior to that, it was uh, April 15th. At some point, it was also on April 15th. So it's been pushed like four or five times. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening with this movie? It's Spell of Thorns in it. It seems like it would do fine. Uh, it just keeps getting pushed back. There's been posters, there's been trailers, and it just hasn't come out. I think it was, a f- yeah, originally it was like 2015 it was supposed to come out. It was January 6th, then April 1st, then And then it was April before it was April, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the first trailer we saw was in like late 2015. And it's crazy that it hasn't come out yet. So uh, what's going on? Someone do some investigative journalism and figure out what the fuck is happening with Amityville. I want to see one of those like long-form THRs on like I really what's hope going on. there is n- – I never want to read that. <laughs> I, would I would read never that. read that. I eat that, that shit up. I want to know what the fuck is happening with this movie. I, I, I give so few shits. <laughs> Get, oh, yeah. Guess how many Amityville movies there are. Oh, um, earlier I guessed six, and you said fuck you. And now I see, wow, there's like 20? There's like 19 if you in, if you include like the kind of right offshoot rules, shitty I lose, ones. It's over. Yeah. Um, wow. So the biggest one, you know, the 79 one, which is great. Amityville 2, The Possession is also great. How many of these are okay? But there's like seven in the past fucking year. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them are like these are like the like you know shitty straight to video ones. There's a few of those. Okay, those don't count. Those man. don't. If you don't count those, I think it's sixteen. Um, no, there's way more than Amityville. One, two, three, four, five, and six, then, seven, eight. There's eight a shit ones. Yeah, there's a lot of those shit ones. You know what one I didn't? Speaking of remakes, it, that. I thought weren't that bad. The one with Ryan Reynolds in this one, I kind of liked when it came out. It, I was 2003. It was actually I was, scary. I was so scared of it at the time. 2005, I was excuse like 13. me. Yeah, I, uh, my mom and I auditioned to be extras in that movie. It was filmed at Buffalo really? Grove for some reason. Oh, yeah, we cool. didn't didn't make it. Um, but I like that movie, 2005 version. Uh, yeah, this one. I don't know what's going on, but it's like there have been so many movies that are like mimicking Amityville. And, like, you know, the Conjuring series is kind of... If you count those, there's even more. Because those are the same... That's the yeah, same the story. Yeah, that they got famous on. Right. Right. So, like, if you count those, there's even more. Those aren't even listed here. So, there are just so many. And, uh, what the fuck? Let's see what happens with that that's one. That's a good... What do you think is a modern-day story that could become, uh, like, an Amityville? What do you mean? Like, you know, that's, like, based on... A like, a, like a news story? Yeah, because that, like... Because, like, if you think about it, he's just a guy who clearly had mental issues who then just killed, killed his family. And then, like, coincidentally, years later, the family was like, this is weird. And, like, <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of. I don't know. Is. There's a lot of those stories in the news lately. Like, the, the guy who kept all those women in, like, a storage container in, like, Indiana, I think. There's just, like, a lot of weird stuff that I would love to see, you know, spun into You'd love horror, to see so. three women kept in a container? Yeah, love it's it. It's a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question, though. Check Brett's house. Uh, um, <laughs> we just received word. Uh, I'm pressing my uh, my hand to my ear. I can confirm. Because, like, there's news coming in, and I can oh. confirm that Adam West, the original Batman, and the mayor of Quahog on Family Guy has died at the age of 88. Good run. Very sad. Uh, good run. 88's pretty good. Good run. He's very, you know, 
prolific. I'd say people I used prolific twice today. Um I think it's interesting that people our age probably know him more as the family guy guy. Yeah. But for a lot of people he's the original Batman and uh he's great. Batman's great. Rest in peace, Adam. Rest in peace, Adam West. West. I hope also, he listens in heaven. Yeah, he will. He's a huge podcast fan. This is the only podcast in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, or hell. Uh, this is some good news for the week. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Alien franchise and how <laughs> before Ridley Scott came back, Neil Blomkamp had gotten steam. On, he put, like, you know, fan art that he made on, like, Instagram, and then 20th Century Fox was like, hey, this guy looks like he could make a good Alien movie. Let's let him do it. So he was about to do it, and then Ridley Scott was like, uh no sit down i'm gonna make one and you don't get to so then we have alien covenant which i loved or didn't love i liked it people are split on it i i quite liked it um but now first of all ridley was saying he was gonna do another one like all this shit's going on but if you've been paying attention to the trades you would know that alien covenant is kind of bombing uh at least domestically so the, the future of the franchise definitely is up in the air right now but one thing we do know is that Neil Blomkamp will not be making his version, and I'm gonna hey, put in. I want to plug in some applause into this track. Fucking, uh, fucking disappointed. Yeah, Charlton Copley will not be in an Alien movie. Uh, he told somebody, I forget who. Someone asked him, and he said, "I think it's totally dead." Yes, that would be an accurate assumption at this point. So it's not like it's like definitive. Like something could happen, uh, but I think this whole franchise might just kind of be dead for a while. Oh, um, which is sad because I thought. Covenant was very interesting. Did like many it? of the members of the Nostromo. Yeah. Or, the, seri- or the Covenant. <laughs> the series is dead. Or Prometheus. Um, Throw all the names of ships. Posting um, fan art on Instagram is how I inherited the House Party series. <laughs> I'm <laughs> directing. Do a reboot? I'm doing a reboot of House Party. A kid and play involved? I put a bunch Just of, kid? I put a bunch of sketches of House Parties, and I was like, it'd be cool to direct that movie. <laughs> You're an inspiration. Thank you so much. Um, the... T- the American, uh, tra- the trailer for the American remake of Inside is out. All oh, right, is it not American? Spanish trailer. Who did this? Oh yeah, it's a U.S. release. Okay, um, they remade Inside, which is one of my favorite French horror movies. We've talked about it extensively on this podcast. A trailer is out, and I don't want to watch it. So that's the news. The trailer for Inside is out. Inside is out. Whoa, whoa. And this news is actually kind of fucked up. We talked before about how M. Night Shyamalan was supposed to reboot uh, Tales from the Crypt. We were just kind of excited that the show was coming back. Not really, didn't really care much about his involvement in it. Uh, but that show is now dead, completely uh, dead. Another and it, twist. <laughs> and it has That's to, such a hack joke to make. It was pretty M. good at, in uh, in context. I thought that was great. Thank you. Um, but in this, this it's not because people don't like M. Night or M. Night's busy making Split Breakable Two or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> unsplittable unsplittable stay alive damn it uh, so this movie or this TV series fell apart because of rights issues so uh. that one got this is a quote from uh, who is this Pro- uh, TNT president Kevin Riley uh, Tales of the Crypt got really caught up in a complete legal mess unfortunately with a very complicated underlying rights structure we lost so much time so I said look I'm not waiting around four years for this thing maybe they'll come back around in the meantime but in the me- or maybe they'll come back around. But in the meantime, Ridley Scott has had come up, who has so much creative enthusiasm. And at the end if, of the please, quote, go it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, if they're saying that Ridley Scott wants to get involved instead of M Night, I say fucking wait as long as it takes. That's great. Well, wow, that'd be cool. Yeah, R- Ridley Scott 
doing that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so let's uh, fingers crossed for that project. Now, Harris, I think it's time for a little segment called What Did You Watch? On three, let's do the theme song. One, two, three. What'd what you did watch? you watch? You're pretty good. Buddy? <laughs> Buddy? Uh, so, Harris, what did you watch? Um, I said it earlier and got yelled at. I watched Kreisha. We've been talking a lot about uh, from Trey Edward Trey Schultz's Schultz. films lately. Uh, Give I, us your take. Um, is it hot? Is it a hot take? I, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, I was kind of overshadowed. I was distracted by wondering how much was real family drama and how much was like dr- like because all his family's in it. Um, yeah. but it was it was really it's a family drama as horror, honestly. Yeah, it's treated like a horror movie. It's, People it's are wild. saying it's a com that was a it was listed as a comedy on the internet. That is like, really stupid. That's not. I was like, it's not funny at all. That is incorrect. That is maybe just like, that is straight wrong. There were parts that were kind of funny, but it's not a comedy. It was un very uncomfortable, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing next. It comes I, at night. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't. I'm excited to see it comes at night. Uh, yeah, he was a cool. But I'll be honest, I was more impressed with the cinematography than oh, I was well, than I was with the actual direction. Okay. I thought the cinematography I thought the camera was just amazing in it. I thought that movie the, the star was like the sound design. It was sound fucking yeah. excellent. The sound design and the camera were amazing. The store and that's what made it so interesting is that it was done like that. Um it it was good. I really like that. Uh, what else did I watch this week? Um, I finally watched Edge of Seventeen. It's good. It was good. I like that a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a nice new addition to the canon of uh, movies about teenagers and yeah. life is tough. Yeah, it's sad uh, and good. And sad, funny. And, sad and good and funny. I'd call that a comedy, but it's also a stretch because it's pretty sad. No, it was pretty. But funny, it's definitely though. a comedy. It was pretty funny though. It's funny. And that one. Oh, what's the 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 dude's name that you like? The Asian guy was so great. He was great. I forget his name. I'm sorry. Um, Troy? That's probably wrong. I don't know. He was good. He was excellent. Everyone, that movie was a good movie. Um, uh, And I don't think I watched much else because of the NBA Finals. Yeah, you're uh, from, not from Cleveland. Nope. But you have friends from Ohio. And you lived in Ohio. I'm from my, no, never lived in Ohio. Why did I think you did? Oh, because of Sky. Yeah, I'm from South Florida and I really love the heat. Bless you. Thank you so much. Um, and I love the heat. Uh, so you just follow I, LeBron around? No, I'm no, just no, not You're even. just watching. A f- you're watching sports. I hate the Bay Area. Yeah, I hate Bay this Area. This is just like I hate a, the against. You're, you're rooting against somebody, not for. Yeah, anybody. that <laughs> sounds healthy. Good for you. And I like LeBron. Cool. What did I watch this week? I saw uh, Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. Gal Godot. I've heard it's Godot, then I hear people say online, you're pronouncing Gal Godot's name wrong. It's clickbait. I didn't click it, so I don't know how it works. But uh, I saw Wonder Woman, um, and I'm shocked to report it's a real movie. Uh, Warner Brothers managed to somehow uh, make a movie out of a DC property. Um, Patty Jenkins, like, honestly, knocked out of the park. The action is, can you believe this? It's coherent. You can see what's happening. Uh, it actually looks really cool. Um, uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, I didn't. I'm gonna. I thought she was fine in it. I think she's. She's. She. Uh, there are scenes towards the, like her little romance. Not even a romance, because like Chris. Pro- Chris. Uh, 
is it Pine? Chris Pine plays a like a damsel in distress to her hero, which is a really fun dynamic, and they're really great together. Um, I enjoyed that angle of it. I really like the beginning, and I really like the middle. It's just like when it's like a fun like Wonder Woman bumbling around London, like not knowing you know American customs, like that scene in Thor when he breaks the the coffee mug. And he's like, Never Another. seen it. Yeah, you don't like comic movies. I fucking hate them too. Um, <coughs> but Wonder Woman is uh it's way better than i expected but still is fucking bogged down by the cinematic universe bullshit that everyone is pulling now which we'll talk about later oh <laughs> we talk about the mummy but uh it has a third act that's just like um, she fights a really scary it's like a like a boss battle in a video game or something it's like she fights this big thing and then the movie's over and then there's a veiled reference to the to the you know justice league thing it's like i don't care like just show me a good movie so i think it's like two-thirds a really good movie um, and it's, I don't like superhero movies, but I enjoyed thoroughly watching this one. So nice. I, it's a win. I, I will. Should I see it? You don't, you don't care for that shit. Neither do I. But I mean, I think you, I think you would say what I said. I think you'd be like, yeah, that was fine. It was pretty good. But like, yeah. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, it's, you know, and I really respect that. It, I mean, it's about, about dang time. We start getting some female superheroes in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it it feels good that there's a female superhero, and I like that. And I know Twitter's happy, and it's, it's making a lot of money. I just hope it outgrosses everything DC has done so far. Representation is important. And yo, speaking of representation, what I did see was, once again, don't like superhero movies. The Black Panther trailer. I didn't watch it yet, but I hear it's awesome. Was incredible. Dude, I was upset that Coogler took that project because it's like, ah, uh, this amazing director is gonna just fucking become a Marvel hack. I hear it looks like it, it looks, looks so cool. All right, I'm gonna watch that. For oh my god, this. yeah, I watched that right before you actually came. Creed is still my favorite movie from what 2016, 2015, whatever that was. Creed, great Creed movie. Creed is fucking incredible. Coogler is amazing. Yeah, it looks. So so That's awesome. cool. I hope they dis like they would do good to just like let people like that make the movie they want and not really do the like boardroom well, oversight bullshit. Taika Watiti is doing. I know Thor Ragnarok. I think that I think it looks fun from the trailer. I once again have not seen any of the Thors. I may I love him so much as a director that I will probably yeah, see I'll that absolutely movie. See it, yeah, but I mean because I yeah I I think. That's the thing. Marvel has now gotten to a point where they're like, okay, let's let people with visions do stuff. Yeah. yeah, let's people with visions do stuff, and let's uh, we have a fan base that we're gonna get every time. So why don't we try to engage more people? They should a hundred percent. They're at the point where they should be taking risks all the time. Yeah, and, and I think they're not doing enough. But like, uh, this is a great start. And Black Panther, I think if Black Panther opens huge, with it, which it fucking will, uh, they're gonna the floodgates will be open. It looks, it looked the teaser looked so cool. I don't want to watch a full trailer because the teaser looked so cool. Yeah, your soul, you don't need any more. Great. Well, that's good to know. That's really awesome. I hope these. I hope we get a renaissance of these superhero movies because people they are they're all doing well now, but like none of them are good anymore. Like even the ones that like Marvel people used to say made good shit, and now it's just like like Age of Ultron. I walked out of. That's another one I walked out of. Uh, Avengers two. Didn't terrible. See it. Didn't see Fucking it. terrible. Um. So I hope we get a, a, you know, I hope we the the boardroom execs fucking step out of the room and just let people make these movies. But I think inherently it can never be different. Because there's they have a, to follow a certain formula. there's a format to comic to yeah. at least the comic books that get adapted, um, not between comic books and graphic novels, uh, which I can't speak as an expert on, but from what I do know, 
it, it just there is a format. You have to have certain people win and certain structures take place. I was always like a glowing stone or orb of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I wish they took more. Because they know there will be so many, it'd be great if they took more of a Rocky approach to superhero movies and that he doesn't have to win every time. Sure. I think that'd be a really cool... Yeah, it'd be so refreshing if like a superhero movie ended like on a dark note. Like, yeah. What? We know that there's going to be more at this point. Yeah, so like... So why don't we make it... Maybe it's maybe a villain wins once in a while. It's... Yeah, it's really boring. It, that, it's, that, that's, that's my main problem with it. It's just like, we all know how this is going to end. So why are we here? Yeah, and it's it's... That's okay. And tell me when we transition to the mummy, because that's the point I do want to bring let's up. Let's do it now. Well, the other movie I saw this week was called Band Aid. It's a it's a indie rom com with Adam Pally and Zoe Lister Jones and Fred Armisen, and it's unassuming. It's this little movie that I didn't expect anything from. It is a fucking delight. Not only is it hilarious, it is one of the most poignant, like, uh, like honest depictions of relationships and like how to make them work, and. I, f- I was I was kind of floored by it. I thought it was fucking fantastic. So all female crew on that movie, really cool. I love yeah, that. That's I love incredible. that. So support Band Aid if it's out. Now let's transition into the Mummy conversation because. Uh, <sighs> what did you want to say? Um, the one thing that we were talking about walking out of the Mummy. Um, the one thing that did keep me in in my seat. There was. The plotting of it was – there was one element of the plot that was intriguing enough um, that I was like, huh, I do wonder what, how this will end. No, what plot is that? Um, I, It's like it, – this is all so – it was horrible. It was a horrible movie. Let's, yeah, we're not going to bury the lead. The Mummy is fucking terrible, and it's not in like a funny like, oh, my God, you have to see it. It's so bad. Like, it was don't horrible. see it. It is a waste of your fucking time. It is – I was, I'm telling you, if, if Harris wasn't there and we, didn't, we weren't doing this episode, I would have been gone within like four, at like minute forty probably. It was hor- It was atrociously bad. And it's, and it's, and you, can, it's one of those things where you can tell that it's like an amount, you know, three credited story writers and three credited script writers. It's just like this thing is a, is a Frank. Sorry to do the mon- the monster mash here, but it's a Frankenstein script. Yeah. There's not a through line through it at all. It's a series of confusing scenes strung together. It's. Oh, it's so bad. The but, editing of the action scenes was atrocious. It's so bad. Uh, I watched 99 Mummy last night to because I'm like, there's no way that movie's as be- as good as I remember. You know what? It kind of is. It's still great. Um, I will defend. Uh, it's okay. It's good. Well, well, after watching Mummy 17, I thought yeah. it was fucking the best movie I've ever seen in my life. It was. Uh, it makes Plan 9 look like Citizen Kane. It's just the effects in the 99 movie, which were like groundbreaking at the time. There were it was Industrial Light and Magic. It looked really good. Um, looks. Infin, inf, inf, like so much better than the the CGI in this movie. The CGI in, in this one, I don't know if you noticed how darkly lit yeah. every single action scene was that had CGI. You, I didn't see a single feature on any mummy. Did you? Zero. No. I didn't get a look at any of them. The movie is so cheaply made or so poorly. I don't know. I don't know how the fuck so poorly directed that it you so bad. You, every action scene is incoherent. There's one. There's one Tom Cruise style action scene in the plane crash. Pretty cool sequence. That was a cool sequence. Cool sequence, but it's in there for the sake of like, yeah, let's throw a Tom Cruise stunt in there. Like, I don't know what, like, it doesn't really, it's not enough. It's, and even that scene, they couldn't figure out. There's nothing for him to do. He's just like bopping around. They put him in the rotating thing thing and it doesn't. There's nothing for him to do. 
I, I honestly, as a Tom Cruise fan, I feel bad for him that he had to do this. But it's like, I'm sure he read the script, but I'm sure the script changed 800 times before. Yeah, he it was so bad. And it was, um, I so said there was one thing. Running. There were so there were two things that I la- I was really grasping for straw. Like when I'm in a movie, I'm grasping for straws to make myself enjoy it. You just want in it. You paid for this. You want to like it. Yeah. The yeah. two things that I grasped for straws were were. Um, and there's going to be spoilers here. Spoiler alerts. Cause Spoiler I'm alert for the 2017 money. Mommy movie, which you should not see. Um, one, I'm not going to put timestamps because I don't care. Yeah. Uh, spoiler one. I thought Russell Crowe as... You're shaking your head. Let me finish. Terrible. His change in accent was amusing. When he went from... From Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. I thought no. it was scripted poorly. I thought he was... It's... I, that I thought, is... I thought him as Mr. Hyde, I enjoyed... I thought it was a shitty version of Mr. Hyde that he was a street hooligan, but I thought... Yeah. I don't know. I just thought Russell Crowe was He's able... He's having fun with it, which I thought was Russell amusing. Russell Crowe had fun. Which is, yeah. Which yeah. was amusing. I was yeah. like... This is he but, played Mr. Hyde different than I've ever seen Mr. Sure. Hyde, and I was but okay also, with that. I know at the New York screening, the critic screening, when I skipped, audible boos when he came on screen because when he when he says, you know, Doctor Jekyll, and I agree with that sentiment because that is almost. We'll talk about this in a bit, but like one of the biggest problems with it is that it's trying to start a universe franchise, yep. but you can't just do that. You can't throw Russell Crowe. You can't throw Doctor Jekyll in a movie and tell us to care. You know, like we have to care about them already. Like the Marvel movies work because like they've established these characters. Like it makes sense. That, like they're more, they're coming together. And this, it's like they're just throwing them in to do it. And there it's was, like there's no reason for it. There was no one else in Iron Man because they had to start it somewhere. Right. You know, like yeah. they weren't like Iron Man. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, Dr. Banner. Yeah. Well, Dr. <laughs> Jekyll is supposed to be like the, the, the Sam Jackson character in like the, the Avengers movies. Really? Like, the guy who puts them all together. Yeah. He's like, well, to me, that's what I saw him as. Like the... I'm assuming in the, the the plan for this franchise was for Friday to him to be in all of them and for him, like, you know, probably after, you know, The Invisible Man and after Creature from the Back Lagoon, all these movies, they'll probably have, like, a super group of them led by him. That is exactly what I... I'm assuming that's what they wanted to do. So the thing... The other thing that interests me besides Russell Crowe having fun on screen... Because he did have fun. It was fun. I laughed at him. He was... I thought he was funny, but, like... Um, what is, he shouldn't have been I don't know doesn't, doesn't the movie is the most inconsistent tone I've it, ever seen yeah it was horrible but yeah. the <laughs> only other thing that in that I was grasping for interest and in the last 30 minutes I was just like I was bored Third I hated it horrible. it was horrible but I was just like huh I wonder how they're gonna try to pivot Tom Cruise into a good bad guy thing cause they was First of all, there no is, characterization for anybody in this entire there movie. There is an inherently interesting element of trying to make movies about bad guys or that monsters like, that, that are, are good, that are right. redeemable. So I was intrigued. Like Brendan Fraser's a shithead in the other one, but, it's, but he's funny. There's a natural storytelling element that I was intrigued by that they didn't capitalize on, that they completely blew, but that idea of he's bad, but he's good, but there's these forces that go on... Like none of it was explored. Once properly. again, it's it's horrible. It was atrociously done, but I was inherently trying to grab. I was giving it so many benefits of the doubt. You wanted trying, it. You tried so hard to like it. I really did try hard to like that. I knew. I, I knew I hated it. I think I turned to you at like forty minutes. And I'm just like I fucking hate this. I know because uh, I knew it was just bad. Well, I know you did. The, uh, I just want to like get off the bat with like Tom Cruise's introduction and stuff. It's like 
there's never one reason for us to think this like to like this character or especially Jake fucking Johnson who oh. is doing this weird homage to American werewolf in in London yeah. like what is that why was that thrown in there's this whole thing with like Jake John spoiler again Jake Johnson like dies early on and is like a mummified ghost thing that's like haunting Tom Cruise and it's supposed to be funny and it's never funny it's it's never funny nothing J- Jake Johnson I kind of like I think he's good in Joe Swanberg movies I thought he was funny on New Girl he is like this like comic you know comic relief can be annoying but like he is just like none of the funny parts are there he's just the annoying like yelling a lot like what are we doing here I can't believe we're in this mess like that's everything he says I have never I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that had so many verbatim the lines were repeated who are you yeah what What is is this this? what do you mean are you sure um remember when dr jekyll or someone the chick explains to to tom cruise dr jekyll's plan to kill him and he's like that's your plan he keeps saying that like four times he says it so much it's the entire story is told to you through poorly poorly times narration so it'll be like russell crowe is on screen doing something but not talking there's narration that he's doing that's very that's clearly a bad that's like that's well, like that's how you can tell the script is not a thing no but that for me yeah. was so the way that i was once again i was thinking this in terms of studio the entire time that once Border again movie yeah that part made that like it starts with this big, uh, they do all this backstory, this horrible exposition. But the reason they're doing voiceover is because, or uh, they're doing voiceovers because they want it to be an international movie. No, I refuse to believe that anyone at the studio was like, "This is going to be a hit in America." They oh are, no, they knew this was a. They knew that they, they Russell Crowe, <laughs> Tom Cruise. They're trying to dub this in every language, yeah. make it seem more palatable than doing shitty dubbing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's true. We've talked all I talk about every week now. After every movie opens terribly in the U.S. and crushes nationwide or internationally, the U.S. box office doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. If you look, I think it was Fast and the Furious, but uh, the new one, it's like ninety some. Or I don't know which one of this. Something's like ninety percent. Well, that forward. did well in America. It did what? No, it it did the Fast worst. Fast and the Furious. The new one did worse than all the other ones. Really? In America, but if you look internationally, it still it did is, pretty well in America though. It, yeah, it still made like you know hundreds of. Um, let me see where it's at. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not wrong. It made 224 here, which is a fuck ton. Given the rest of the franchise, not a lot. Eighty one percent of its gross is foreign. It's made a billion dollars yeah. foreign. I mean, that makes it all makes sense. That here. makes sense because that's like you know diverse. Like there's different culture. They always are in different country. Like that movie is genetically engineered yeah. to be international. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't make back their their production budget though domestically. That is interesting. Yeah, no, it, for the first time. I wow, think, that's crazy. Time. It's weird. That is crazy. Like interest, I don't know what it is because the movie. Is, I think it's pretty. Like it's it's better than the last one. That's that being said, sure. I've seen all of them. I didn't see this one in theaters. You're like you're not you're not alone. Apparently, I think it was. I think this is actually one of the few times that I can remember where they didn't release it at the right time of the year. I think early summer. Everyone, everyone is trying so hard to upend. The summer uh, kind of sucks movie wise so far. Everyone's trying to upend the release schedule ever since like. You know, Lego movie and all that shit. Everyone's trying to upend when a tentpole movie comes out. Totally. That movie coming out in April was a huge mistake. Was it sure. Ma- was it March or April? I think it was April. You was right. It's Early April. April. That was like a late April. I think, I think yeah. that was a huge mistake. Interesting. Um, I think that's a movie that should have come out in June, and I would have seen it because it'd be. But you like missed it. 
I missed it because, you know, yeah, there was too much. This summer's been pretty bad, man. Like, Pirates 5, It's terrible. also the first. It's the, the early. It's June, early. We're yeah, fine. Baywatch was terrible. Oh, well, it's just funny because, like, those movies, of course, they're terrible. But those are movies that both studios who made those fully expected those to be huge in America. Baywatch being And they R. bombed hard. Baywatch they, being R was a dumb move. No, dude. It was a smart move. And they just made a bad movie. Like, I mean, 21 Jump obvious. Street. Was oh, an incredible yeah. twenty R-rated movie that made fuck ton of money. Oh yeah, they were trying to make. They were trying to make. Jump they were hundred percent trying to make Twenty One Jump Street again. And I wish it were funny. It's just I saw it. It's bad. Really, you saw oh, it? I don't know if I talked about that on the pod. I did see Baywatch, and it's very bad. I mean, yeah, of course it's bad. Like, it's e- like they have like Hannibal Burris in it. There's nothing to do. Like no one has anything to do in it. It's bad. It's kind of become Hannibal's mo in movies though, that he yeah just, just show there. up and do nothing. He gets hey, killed in ba- Hannibal. In Baywatch. He, really gets killed. <laughs> he gets killed. Wow. It's that's By the thing shark? about Baywatch. No. Well, actually, yes. But because he's thrown into the water by like a evil. Is he person. a bad guy? No, he's good. He actually he's working for the bad guy, and the bad guy kills him. So I guess he is bad. Hey man, why you got throw me with the shark? Ah! <laughs> oh exa- shit! Oh shit! <laughs> the the villain in that movie is played by the chick from Quantico. What's her name? Oh Priyanka. yeah, Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. Chopra. Uh, and she is in and in, like the Rock and. Ef- Efron and whoever else are in one movie and she's in a completely different movie. How did that do internationally? Because Priyanka Chopra is a is a huge, is a sell. Yeah. huge, 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 huge. It's not doing well there, but because she's Ooh. not prominently featured, so she's like not even on the poster. Like I'm, gar- not I'm sure they are doing the it there. Yeah. Um. So we got. I work at a late night show and we got a bunch of Baywatch stuff. We've had yeah. a lot of promo material. Our offices are plastered with the calendar that they oh sent God. out is it just like the chicks or the it's, guys it's everyone it's like funny but it's clearly they all did it like in an hour the photo shoot yeah. so it's like different it's like it's like march happy saint patrick's day uh, and it's like october spooky you and know what's funny about that movie too is that that's another one where it's like the script is a frankenstein thing it's a mess uh three screenwriters three credit story writers damn. guess who two of the writers are harris marison and brett arnold no uh tom lennon and ben grant oh but that's that you sense. know you know, like th- how the fact that they still get work after writing that book blows my mind because it's like they wrote a book called I think how to make movies for fun, but the word fun is crossed out and it says for and profit. profit. Yeah, and profit. So they wrote a book about how they made a career making millions of dollars, being like first I think they were script doctors, like like punching them up with with jokes, and then they just started writing them, and they just they give you a formula for how to sell a studio script fully like it's hilarious but it's also like they're admitting like yeah we're hacks we just make these movies because this is what studios want did you read it yeah i read it too it's yeah. but it, the mentality is one for them one for us no it's, totally it's, it's great i think it's brilliant i just think it's hilarious that studios will like i'm sure, I'm sure they, they, studios know they don't care no one people who see the movies don't fucking know no one who's not in the industry knows about read that. that book and was like man this is being sold to me yeah right <laughs> Just like, like, just like if people who voted for Trump watched the the, the Roger Stone documentary, and a big <laughs> like, hey, I got duped here. They wouldn't uh, fucking. Think yeah, that. a big part of of that book is a which are the best in and outs in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> which it's really funny. That two, book is great. That book it. is really great. And two is like try to it, it does say try to make it as good as possible, but like you but, have to work in a structure. Yeah, and they've written some shit, dude. They wrote the Pacifier. They wrote uh, Herbie, Herbie Fully Loaded. Loaded. Uh, Night at the Museum, I think they do. They did, yeah. But a big part of that also is They make that a lot of money, their movies. A, another, once again, another big part of that book, though, is... I don't know why I'm, like, uh, standing so no, hard please. for this book it's right now. No, please. It's a great book. It, it also is, like, make it as good as you can. They, it, they make it sound like they work hard on every script they do, but then as soon as it's out of their hands, they go, okay. Like, yeah. they essentially say, Herbie sucked. Here's why it sucked. Right. And they go... 
You okay? Yeah, my ears hurt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, they go, Herbie sucked. Here's why. Because it right. was out of our hands. And they right. go, studios take it. You can't get too attached to it if you're making it for a studio. So yeah. I, I, They're geniuses. I thought Hell Baby was okay. They're like I didn't see it. The one for them. Yeah, the one for it. Uh, Let's Go to Prison was one for them that fell out of their hands. Yep. Uh, I thought it was fine. It actually fine. was pretty disappointing, but it was fine. Uh, wasn't Reno 911 Miami? I lo- love that movie. I think that, that movie, movie is horrible. Is I love Reno Really? I remember laughing really fucking hard watching that. They're one for one for them's aren't that good. <laughs> They're Reno 911. They get an infinite pass because that show is incredible. Yeah, the show is so good. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the Mummy. Sorry, um, the Mummy. Uh, it's it's so bizarre because I'm as I was saying, like I just watched the 991 last night and like. Brendan Fraser's introduction, Rachel Weiss's introduction, like it's like watching you're watching a real movie, and you're like, oh, this is f-, like even though the Mummy, first of all, ninety nine, they don't make movies like that anymore at all. Like if you yeah. watch that movie, it's pre nine eleven, it's fun, it's silly. Yeah, That's- why don't we make movies pre nine eleven anymore? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but it's just true. If you, you're, there's a there's a noted noted difference in blockbusters post nine eleven. Yeah, they're all very dark. Um, it's just it's like they don't they truly don't make them like that anymore. And uh, I mean, even though you can like poke fun at uh, Rachel Weisz being the damsel in distress and kind of dumb, they actually corrected that in the second one, if you remember. Like she was this yeah. bumbling librarian in the first one, like kind of like a hero in the second one. Yeah. Which I loved the second one when it came out, and I'm afraid to rewatch it because I'm sure it's not that good. But uh, I also rewatched The Mummy this week. Yeah. Um, because right before we went on the same day at work, I had it on in the background. Just yeah. Just like, sorry, w- sorry, bosses. Yeah. <laughs> um, you didn't lo- you didn't love it, but you. Th- like after watching this one, you have to admit it's like pretty, um, oh yeah pretty no good. no it's it's just my main it's so fun it's a it's like an old fashioned swashbuckler you know I said this right after the movie when we laughed and I said the main difference between the Mummy ninety nine and the current Mummy and the biggest fucking issue is that this one barely happens in Egypt you need to have the Mummy in Egypt you can't set like, the Mummy set it in London yeah. they set it in London first of all and it's like. The, there's like two locations in London. There's like two locations. Oh my god! It's it really, it's so poorly done in every way, man. Like, there's not one thing this movie gets right, honestly. But as I was saying, the characterization of uh, Fraser and and Weiss, th- they have fun chemistry. It's like they're characters. Every character is a character. Like, they're her goofy yeah. brother. There's that yeah. asshole Benny who yeah. like is constantly fucking up and like being a bad guy. In this one, they just introduce you to Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise. Is like. We're uh we're thieves, but we don't steal. We st- we're like we steal we steal for the government. Yeah, like we're stealing antiquities. That's fine. And like, they give you zero, literally zero reason to like them, and then immediately start like throwing jokes at you. Like, there's this whole bizarre running yeah, joke about get to this about him fucking the the woman who's in the movie who's I there's already, a big who for some reason gets to tell the army what to do, which is never explained. It's very confusing. There there's a big runner about how long he lasted in bed. There's a running joke about how long he lasted in bed with this woman, and they keep bringing it up like multiple times, and it's never funny. And it's just like there's n- I've never liked anybody in this movie, and I love Tom Cruise. It's like amazing that they made me not like Tom Cruise. I can't believe that Tom Cruise was doing that joke so willingly. He seemed happiest doing he those seemed parts down. of the movie. He was like, hella down to make this movie. Yeah, it was. I will I will say it's easily the worst movie Tom ma- Tom Cruise has ever been in. Um, and like I, th- people, I, sh- I haven't seen Rock of Ages and I haven't seen Oblivion. Okay, there we go. But there's no <laughs> way that this does this is worse than those. There's no possible way. I'm trying to think of other movies that Dude, what he's could be great. Worse. Even in movies that aren't I, lo- so I love Tom. We talked about this too. I really enjoy Tom Cruise. Um, 
God, this was such a bad movie. It was. It like was oppressively bad. Dude. It is like, one of the I, worst movies I've ever. It seen. It made me. It's one of those movies where you go like, I don't ever want to go to a theater again. Like I fucking hated the experience. Let's talk about the theater experience for a minute. Oh man, this movie was. So okay, bad. so I've complained maybe on this podcast, definitely on Twitter about my experiences at many theaters in New York, but in particular the uh, AMC Thirty Fourth Street seems to be like. It's like a homeless person hangout, I've noticed. Like, people don't get tickets. They'll just, like, you know, stroll in and sit down and hang out, which is a problem nowadays because they have assigned seating and, like, it gets confusing when that happens. So, first of all, we walk in. There's a guy in our seat. He immediately gets up because he knows like, he's, we're walking that way. And he starts talking to me, and he's like, I think three and four are on the other side. And I'm like, no, they're not. I'm looking at this right here. So then he moves, and then we sit down. And then he comes back because there's an empty seat to my left. So he goes, and he comes back, and he sits down. And he fucking busts my, my pet peeve number one of a movie theater, busts out a, gro- a plastic crinkly grocery bag, right? And then within that bag is another, another crinkly <laughs> grocery bag. He got, he got, he got, he went to the bread section. Dude, and he, he got, the, so he pulls out a roll. It's not even cut yet. Dude cuts himself a roll and then busts out from the second plastic bag. Uh, like bags of cold cuts, bags of lunch meat, but bags like, of lunch meat, and like took out of his. He stood up to get his keys to open it, to get his keys, and then he started yeah. opening with his keys. And that's when I said, "Harris, we are moving." And I said, "Let's let's make." I, I felt really bad because there was a, there was a father and son to our right who like kept getting up for us, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I got." Go. I I know I know for a fact we talked about this last time the reserved seating thing, and oh, now I'm sure I finally I've have come, I finally yeah. have come around. New York is not ready for. They're not ready seats. at all. They're not ready at all. Uh, York, I've tweeted at AMC. I'm like, if you're gonna do it, just hire a person to, to help because yeah, if you see a movie at like, especially Lincoln Square with all the old people, it's assigned seating. No one follows it, and then right before the movie starts or right when it starts, people come in and their seats are taken. And there's dialogue between people, yeah. and it's like, fucking, this is the worst system I've this ever is, seen. This has happened to me at Chelsea Sinopolis, which I think is a good movie theater. In I New haven't York. been since they redid it. Oh, it's great. The bow tie. It's really, really good. Actually, I went one of the first times and I was annoyed because they do the thing that the new AMCs do where they don't have masking. Yeah. Which is annoying. It is. I will say I like the new Chelsea Sinop, the the new bow tie. Um, it's really well done. It's really clean. But I remember seeing uh, the nice guys there last year and like for 10 minutes people were arguing over where they're I know, were. dude. It's and infuriating. I was like, that was a movie you I'm want. Like, the first, first of, 10 are so Yeah, that movie's funny. Great. Funny as hell. Um, yeah, New York is not ready, and like it would take a very minimal amount of effort to make it fine, but they don't one do it. Person. You one, need person. one person, one person, one person, one usher. You need ushers, just like I was an usher for fucking six years. I know there's so much downtime. Uh, there's so many people on staff, especially during like weekends. Just throw an usher. Like when we had we had uh, operas at the theater once a month, like Metropolitan Operas were satellite streamed to the theater I worked right. at. So I was the usher for those, and because it's old people, I'm just like help. There's no assigned seats, but like just help them to their seats. Like be an usher. Just do that for every movie. Like the movie, you know, until ten, until the actual maybe five minutes after the movie starts, you can leave. Like the actual movie starts. It was so like first of all that happened, and then we go that we find some empty seats in the back, which we're pretty sure aren't going to be taken because the movie's already about to start. Um, I still was paranoid that someone was going to come because I was like, me too. I was, I was like the AMC Thirty Fourth Street. There's going to be a hundred like people walking yeah. in at like fifty minutes in. So then the second place we sat. I don't know if you noticed that the people to our left were very annoying, but yeah. the people to my left, uh, they no, showed up. They showed up late, and they showed up with Quiznos, and not just like sandwiches. They showed up with chips. Eating chips at a movie? Fuck you. Go home. I hate you. Yeah. Um, uh, but like I was, and yeah, the, and the lady kept phone, taking out he her, had her phone. phone out. Yeah. For a long period. Long. Period oh, there was two different people. So the guy who had his phone out 
there's also people behind him who are obnoxious. So there's a whole bunch of obnoxious people to our left. Then, during, I don't know if you noticed this, the lady in front, I'm sure you did, the lady in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Her phone, not only did she answer her phone three times, three times. <laughs> and talk to the person, but the ringer was on all three and times. Then, and her conversation time was like, this, I told I you, can't talk this to you, is right. a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept saying, it was a guy named Will who kept calling her. And she, kept, she kept saying, she was just like, I can't, not right now. And like, first of all, like, I don't understand these people who have iPhones who don't understand, like, the, the silent vibrate triggers right there. She didn't, like, it rang three times. And it then rang. my favorite part was the guy behind, behind us, us who, first of all, was totally fine during the previews in, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then all of a sudden started having an asthma attack. I don't think he was having an <laughs> asthma attack. I thought he, was, he fell asleep. He was, so did I. And then I kept looking. He was awake. He was and he was laughing at jokes. He was a heavy breather. He had a, like, I was sniffling every, like, maybe 20 minutes. Like, a, but this guy was... Like his nose was consistently not running, but like just making noises yeah, the was, whole time. You kept looking at him at the end. I was, you were getting annoyed. I was not only was I a, wanted to just. I was just. I, I thought was he was worried. I I, was if people worried. are asleep, by the way, another thing I'll do, I'll kick their seat and wake them up. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna be like, "Hey, man, you're asleep. Yeah, you're snoring." It's really but then I kept because I kept looking because he was fully awake. Yeah, man. So, I, you know, uh, I love to say you know movie theaters are my church and like all that stuff, but dude. If you like, I have to be. I'm pretty careful about my selections of times and where I go because of what happened to us last night. Because if you go on a Friday night at six o'clock to fucking Thirty Fourth Street, you're gonna sit with a bunch of fucking assholes. And like, why is that okay? (laughs) I really hate it. Like, I really want. I want. I have an AMC app because I have a you know whatever. I'm the member of their thing. I want to. I want a thing on the app that is like report shitty people like i know i'm on my phone it's a contradictory but like that would be such an easier way than like going out and finding somebody to be like if there's someone on their phone press a button and i'll an usher will come like that's that's all i want i just want i'm i get so fired up about this shit i don't i don't want movie i don't want to i have a good projector at home like i have a good home theater i don't want to have to say oh i don't want to go see this blockbuster in theaters because i hate people i'm gonna go watch it at home i want to go to the theater yeah and i wish it were a better experience that's why i've been like i've been going to amc kips bay because like there's like only like 50 seats per theater and like you're very far from everybody it's like recliners it's like really nice so i also i honestly go to an amc probably about once every three four months i uh i never i I, I never did either if i care i never go to an amc the only reason i went i got on amc's grind is because of the kiss bay one because it's actually it's truly great great theater um and then now that i have the i got i bought the like premiere rewards instead of the regular ones like it's 15 bucks a year and because i go so much now every two movies i go i i get five dollars back so i have like 56 to 50 or 50 or 60 bucks in just concession money at amc now and like every time I go, I get more. So I just now I'm like trapped and going to AMC, which I I truly loathe AMC. And like if you look yeah. at my Twitter, all I do is fucking bash them all the time. AMC is a horrible chain, horrible corporation. I talked about last week. I think they don't they they if they're building a new theater, they don't build it with masking. So if nope. you're seeing a movie that is scope and you're in a flat theater, you're gonna get black bars. If you're in a flat movie in a scope theater, there's gonna be bars on the side. Um, I just ho- I just wish because there are theaters that basically that means like some of the screens are yeah. flat and some of the screens are scope. Just program the movies so the right ones are in the right place. Yeah. Because they don't do that, and then there's black bars. And for me, that's fucking distracting. For most people, I don't think they even notice. It doesn't really distract. It me. distracts. It me. is. It's just a courtesy. At this point, it's, it's a, courtesy. Just a courtesy. It's like, it's kind of a bummer. Like I saw Wonder Woman opening night, and I saw it opening night with black bars in the top and bottom because it was in a flat theater and it's a scope movie. And it's like, fuck that. I want. I'm seeing an opening night, and you're like giving me like, it's about half the screen. Like if you go to a bigger theater in that same theater. 
and its scope, it's way, way, way bigger. It's kind of a fucking bummer. I'm really sad that I think within 10 years, almost every theater in New York... I mean, Sunshine La- Landmark clothing closing is such, a, is such a loss for the independent film community. Um, I don't like going... I go to IFC Center once in a while. I'm I go there all, all the time, but I have problems with I have problems with IFC Center. Um... I, they, Ange- they have, they, they'll blast AC in the winter. It's very yeah. confusing. Angelica's great, but it's under a train station. It's under station. a train. It's old old people are worse there. Yeah. That's um, the worst old people spot in New York. Uh, Bam, the seats are really uncomfortable, but, you know, it's decent. Yeah. And Ange- okay. Landmark. I like, love Lincoln Center. Lincoln, oh, the Lincoln Center? The Lincoln Center, like, Film Society place. Oh, but Either yeah. side. The L- both sides are great. Yeah, Lincoln Center is. But, again, old people. Old people. Old people um, are ruining my life. Ban old people. Uh, Nighthawk, you know, always a good time, but only so many movies they show. I love Nighthawk. They don't, they don't, they only show a few movies, and they'll be sold out if you don't buy tickets. Yeah. Um. AM's. Uh. The Alamo Draft House has a lot of kinks. They're still working. Alamo out. isn't on Movie Pass yet, and they're supposed to be, and I'm annoyed. So um, until they are, I won't so go. So the landmark to me is, landmark in my opinion is the best chain of. Well, yeah. In Chicago, in the Landmark Century Center is the is the best art theater. In New York, there's just that. In, there's only a couple. There's only there's only Sunshine. I think that's what I thought. Yeah, and Lincoln, Lincoln Plaza is its own thing. That's right. Landmark is my favorite chain in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, the, the landmark in uh, the landmark in like mid Midtown. I like the land. What is it? Lamley Theaters in L.A. Yeah, Lamley's oh, there was good. one by where I lived, and I went there a lot. That's a good art theater place. Our, you know, ArcLight is a great chain. ArcLight's fun. Um, there's in Chicago now. ArcLight's a bit too expensive though. For totally, me. and they're um, probably not on Movie Pass. Yeah, Landmark though is the best chain. So it's sad to see Sunshine leave. I see movies there whenever I get a chance to, um, and I I'm really gonna miss that chain so 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 much. I am too, man. I for fucking high rises, man. I know it sucks. Gentrification, you know, man, man. New York used to be a fucking place, dude, <laughs> where you could be an artist and pay fifteen dollars to go see a movie in a place that wasn't a fucking condo, and that just fucking sucks. Yeah, dude, it sucks. Uh, back to the mummy again. I love the tangents Speaking of things on. that suck. Speaking of things that suck, The Mummy's terrible. It's directed by uh, Alex Kurt, uh, Kurtzman, who's one of those like really, really bad uh, he did script day, guys. Right? Uh, I don't think he, he... The only movie he's directed was uh, that like movie called People Like Me with uh, Chris Pine and like... What the um, fuck? People Like Us, it's called. He only directed one movie, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a romantic or a sad drama. It's not a real... It's not a action movie Stick but he's a script doctor yeah buddy. he's written he co-wrote the island remember that oh my Michael god Bay. Ian mcgregor he co-wrote the legend of zorro he co-wrote banderas Mich- yeah he co-wrote mission impossible 3 which i actually like yeah he co-wrote transformers eagle eye he produced eagle eye co-wrote the watchman co-wrote star trek co-wrote revenge of the fallen transformers which is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life uh cowboys and aliens Remember that movie? That movie fucking sucked. No one saw it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. Star Trek 2 he wrote, co-wrote and produced. He produced Now You See Me, which I think is one of the worst movies ever made. Never seen it. Dude, it is hysterical how bad that movie is and how much money it made. Um, he produced Ender's Game. He got a special thanks in the Brothers, Grims- <laughs> Brothers Grimsby, which I thought was hilarious. Brothers, I didn't see Brothers Grimsby. It's funny. It's really stupid, but it's funny. Um, uh, he co-wrote... I feel like you're in a minority there. I know. I've heard. Very much. Um, I wrote a positive review for it from Axel, I think. Wow. Um but yeah, he's never directed anything like this, and he, he fucking can't. He is incapable of direction based on this movie. He should never do anything again. He also did Punch Up on Anomalisa, but that was like, I don't think so. No, he did <laughs> not. <laughs> um, but like the mummy, Charlie Kaufman was like, "Hey man, 
<laughs> I really liked your work on Eagle Eye. <laughs> and then you would bring a, a human aspect to my puppet film. I fucking love that movie, man. That movie fucked me up. Uh, the Mummy tries to be. It tries to be so many things. It tries to be a comedy, and it never never works. Nope. Every joke fails. Um, the moments that are trying to be, there's not a, I, I didn't jump once. There's not a, anything scary in it. There's one scare that they're going for. What and was it's it? So I don't even know what it was. telegraphed. It's so, t- the first one where she turns someone else into a mummy. Oh yeah. By but her again, serpent's kiss. It's so poorly lit and dark. You can't, I couldn't make out anything that was happening. Truly. It literally, the one guy goes, huh, 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 yeah. huh, huh blur back uh out of focus background comes to focus ah and i heard one person go ooh <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, that's what they wanted ooh in the theater. yeah you know what uh it was the our most shitty crowd actually kind of enjoyed it which it is was like perfectly most, indicative of that fucking crowd it was the most telegraphed jump scare i have i think honestly ever seen in a movie yeah it was everything about this movie just sucks like even the the plot it kind of just mimics the 99 one in a way a lot of ways like the general like it's it's a little different. Like in the in '99, it's like the guy, her mistress, or like the guy who's fucking the pharaoh's woman, Imhotep, um, kills the pharaoh, and the woman kills herself, and Imhotep's supposed to resurrect her, but he doesn't get a chance to, and then the evil like becomes trying to bring her back, right? And then like the evil, no one knows where it went, and then he, you know, is mummified with all the scarabs in him. And then comes back as this really crazy looking CGI thing that even for ninety nine looks pretty good now. They rip- it has like a mo- you know it has like an expression. Nothing in this movie has remotely like any human features, and you can't see them. They replaced the scarabs with spiders, and that was such yeah, a and bad CGI choice. spiders. You know what? You know what I will also say. I'm sure you've been because you live in Florida. The Mummy roller coaster at Universal Studios is my favorite ride at Universal Studios. It's a pretty cool ride. It has the part where the scarabs like run on your legs and it's and like you, go you back, feel them. You go backwards. It's so fun. When I was there and there was, there was I was there when there was no line. I went on it like five times. I love that ride actually. Fucking love it. Revenge of the Mummy. It's called and it's way better than this movie. It's a really great ride. <laughs> and at the end, Brendan Fraser pops up and goes, Ah, ah, just, can I get a coffee? <laughs> it's the blast from the past. Brendan Fraser. Remember that movie? <laughs> Brendan Fraser now does. You know how Johnny Depp just did the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Yeah. Brendan Fraser actually lives in the mummy ride <laughs> at the end he truly pers- I, no one's seen him in years he gives everyone a handshake on the way out it's it's amazing how charismatic i like he is in that movie like he it's a it's hilarious that we had an action star that was brendan frazier in 99 he fucking he's good in it that riverboat sequence is awesome riverboat sequence is great. dude that movie i i was shocked at how much fun i had i thought it was great I, i'm gonna say great my it's a great movie for my 99 they just as i said it's really just for me about how like it's such a throwback and like brings you back to a different time. Like there's, you know, there's like, you know, the bad people are like the, the brown ones, I guess. But like, it's different. It's treated differently than it would be post nine. It's post nine is how I say it. Post nine. Post nine. Post 90. Um, post Pentagon. What else scare. can we say about the new one? What like, didn't we touch on? Like, it's um, really bad. It's just, just know that. I, it really was such an atrocious movie. Oh, the universe stuff. I yeah, go ahead. I, at one point, I was trying to latch on to, this is so crazy, I was like, for one second, I was like, huh, I wonder if this passed the Bechdel test, and it almost <laughs> does, it is so close, because they're talking about the curse, the mummy woman and the the archaeologist woman are talking, and then all of a sudden, they bring it back to Tom Cruise's character being the chosen, yeah. and I was like, oh man, so you close. literally were so well, close. I mean, the archaeologist character's bullshit too, like, she's only there... To, like, be Tom Cruise's, like, weird fuck toy. It was, like, really weird the way they treated that. 
like in the other one, bad. it's uh, it was not well done. I would say it's equally weird in the in the '99 one when like Rachel Weisz and him end up being a thing. But women were different then. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> the problem I have with it is that scene. He like he's in jail. Remember that's he's like jailed and he kisses her through the bars and he's like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, like that's like a very rapey, creepy thing. And then yeah. like later on, she's like. You know, why did you kiss me? And like they like romanticize it. It's very weird. But like of course they end up together. But that is they rec- it's funny to me that the franchise like changed that. Cuz like t- things did change between 99 and 2001 apparently. Yeah, Cuz that movie treated her like a classic. Her first scene, remember her with the bookshelf and the ladder? Yeah. And she's like, "Whoa!" and like falls I'm over. Tripping. Like movies don't do that anymore. I laugh. I like I legitimately was like I wish more movies didn't take them That's the thing. The Mummy 99 does not take itself seriously. It has well-shot action. It has CGI that doesn't fucking suck. It's a movie. This one, <laughs> I just love calling movies that, aren't, that like these studio jobs. They're not movies to me. They're 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 it. products of a boardroom, and that has never been more apparent. Remember when the Dark Universe logo came up? Yeah. There's a new. They made a logo for Dark Universe, which you know what? They're gonna have to rethink this entire franchise. They just they just bet the they bet the house on this, dude. They bet a house. They bet a, they're an escrow and a house on this. And they. They really are trying to build a franchise around it, and they know it's terrible. Like the fact that there's this is a launching pad for a franchise that is like embarrassing. Like no one is going to be interested in the next one after watching. Have they this. cast the Bride of Frankenstein yet? I don't think they have. So I think it was supposed to be Angelina Jolie. I don't think they've cast her. They've cast Javier. Is that supposed to come out next? Javier year? Bardem is Frankenstein, which is cool. I like that. Uh, Johnny Depp is the Invisible Man, and I forget. I think that's it. Uh, but yeah, less yo. Johnny on screen. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Johnny Depp, by the way, is have like, if you look at his box office receipts for a while, dude isn't a, isn't a star anymore. Like his movies don't make money internationally. I'm sure they do. Fuck Here him. they don't. Fuck him, first of all. <laughs> Tom Cruise, though, I'm I'm afraid that Tom Cruise is gonna become this way. Tom Cruise will never be. Dude, he's had this movie. Jack Reacher two is majorly disappointing. People say Oblivion's bad. I haven't seen it. Tom Cruise, but like, will always be. Remember how like delicate he was before? Star. Like he, every script he chose was so like deliberate. He was a period where like. You know, he like makes the like he produces all the the Mission Impossible stuff. He does everything himself. It's like he, he was so careful, and now he just seems to be taking more risks. But the risks are bad. I just hope I'm hoping uh, Mission Impossible the new one will be great. I'm sure, and then I hope he comes back. I, I really think Tom Cruise's career will withstand this horrible movie. Oh, totally. I I do think that, and I don't think Universal's Monster Universe is going to. I don't think this will make money internationally either. They can. They're really. It might. They're banking on. They're it. banking. They're banking on. They're, they're banking on it really hard. And um. And I hear through the grapevine. I'd mentioned this before, and I was at a screening of Alien Covenant. I overheard people talking who knew about this movie, and they were talking about how the budget is way more than it's being reported. It's being reported as one fifty. Apparently, it's more like three. Whoa. <laughs> like it just ballooned. wait for the mummy. Yeah. No. It looks so it. bad too. It's like astounding. Yeah. It's gonna so make hear, about thirty this weekend. That's what it is. That's exactly what I thought it would. Million, like, which yeah. is for a movie like this, that's really, really bad. Yeah. And it's not. I I think I tweeted a few weeks ago. The Mummy's not gonna cross a hundred million domestic, and it won't. Um. And that's astounding because that. Do you know how you know the Mummy? The other one, ninety nine, made like four hundred twenty million worldwide or something. Yeah. And the second one did too. And yeah. I never. You know, I never saw the Scorpion King. Did uh, you? I did in passing once. Um. 
It appears that it comes at night is going to bomb this weekend too. No, it's uh, it's doing well for a twenty four for an A twenty four movie. It made like nine, two million last night or something. It, yeah, but nine seventy per theater is. Yeah, the av- it's it's in the more theaters than uh, A twenty four usually it's does, in and a it's a lot not, of theaters. Yeah, to be making nine and the cinema score is D minus because yeah. it was sold as a horror movie and it's kind of not. That, I mean, that's it's sad. That's sad. Um, it's but sad. But A twenty four is trying it's to making, branch out that way. Right. It's making money for A twenty four standards, but like when you put it in context of how many theaters they put it in, you're right. It didn't make quite that much yeah the 970 a theater for a horror this weekend yeah this is a great weekend to make a lot of money on a horror film on yeah. a film that's being marketed as a horror film say what you will it's going for con- this is the exact same weekend as the conjuring they're trying to make a they yeah. were trying to go for conjuring money do you know um, the con the conjuring is the one universe i'm not mad at right now because they actually are turning that into a universe there's yeah, conjuring annabelle there's annabelle which was terrible but annabelle 2 Looks like a Ouija 2 Ouija situation where Ouija was bad, but Ouija 2 they gave to Mike Flanagan and made a really good horror movie. I think this one looks like a really good horror movie. I never saw it. Ouija looks really 2. scary. I've been to. It's it's pretty good. Um, so I think um, Ouija 2 or what was I saying? Um, Annabelle. And yeah, so the, the Conjuring universe they're doing that, and the Nun is another one, and the Conjuring three is coming. The Nun. So like that is a universe I'm here for. I will watch them. Annabelle two looks pretty good. I will totally watch the Nun. Um, but the universification of the mummy is everything that is wrong with studio filmmaking right now, in a nutshell. Is everything. Yeah. Like, uh, I do not disagree with that statement at all. It's 100% correct, man. Like, Marvel and them are doing it. Like, they have an actual reason to. So does DC. They have, like, a comic book universe. It makes sense. They are lucky enough to have these properties that they can... I wish, like, Marvel's... Like, they please... I don't like Marvel movies, but they please their fans for the most part. They give the fans what they want. It's really boring. It's really, like, stoic, like, we're in this box and we're going to make this exact movie and their fans are going to like it. But they but they do a good job of that. DC hasn't, so far, done that. Um, anyway, but Universal Monsters, Universal thought... No, Universal was going through their archive. They're like, what can we universe? What, what can we do to make a universe? Thinking that that's what people want, not that, like, that's just an... That just kind of is what... It, comic book movies are they think that people think oh people love universes no they don't they love comic books yeah. they don't love universes so it's a fundamental disconnect and the fact oh, i'm so mad at them the like, only universe i love is the one i'm living in baby <laughs> the fucking audacity of universal to think that like this would work is astounding to me and the fact that they like executives saw this movie like they know how bad it is and that they still put it out and they did this big push to say like hey look they made a big they made sure to be like hey this is the start of a universe guys like dark universe is now a thing they announced like a few weeks ago and if you don't remember dracula untold came out i think two or three years ago and that's what they said was starting the franchise that was starting dark universe but it bombed so badly and people hated it they pretend like it doesn't exist was i and that's gonna happen again was i frankenstein in canon no that victor frankenstein or i frank is that what's called any of them Neither of those are, I don't think. Cool. It was one of them was written by Max Landis, so I didn't fucking see it, of course. Um, but the fact that like Universal, like it's studio groupthink at, at its worst. This universe, this uh, the universe stuff, and it doesn't work at all in this movie. Like you like the Hyde character, that's fine, but like Hyde, the Jekyll Hyde stuff had no business being in this. Movie. Yeah, it had no business. Um, and and like. The, the fact that, first of all, I was just astounded by how little happens in this movie. Nothing happens. Nothing happens the whole time. Like, you're just kind of in rooms with people that are talking about stuff, that are setting up things for later. It's one of those, like, yeah. why are we here? There's no reason to watch this movie. It's like, no. they're trying to set up this universe that no one fucking cares about. If you want to see a universe of horror characters, 
Just watch Van Helsing from 2004. Right, which um, I think has its defenders. but I, I don't dislike that movie. I, I think Jonah Hex is worse. <laughs> I thought Van Helsing was, I think, fine at the time. I really liked Van Helsing when I was younger. And I, I haven't rewatched it, but I would. I would. Say I wouldn't. I also like how in the 99 Mummy, like, it, by not taking it too, too seriously, like, the villain's main foe was a cat. Like, he doesn't like cats. That's, yeah. like, a funny running gag. Like, That's a funny gag. Yeah. Uh, the Mummy tries to do stuff like that. Like, the funny gag. Like, the thing, the American Werewolf thing with uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah. It was it was so poorly done. Like, I'm just astounded by the movie. I'm truly, like... I just can't believe that's what they sh- like that what the mo- that's what the movie was because like there's no plot really. I think we've given a lot of time to a movie that just it, the end. We spent more time thinking about it than anybody making the, it. The end. The end line for this movie is, it fucking sucked. It fucking sucked. I it's really, a huge waste of time and money, and it's embarrassing. I really tried to like it, and it just didn't do it for me. It was yeah. sad. You tried really hard. Uh, Shout out to AMC for being the worst. Shout out to Universal for majorly, majorly fucking up this this move, this franchise. Uh, congratulations on Get Out because that movie cost you nothing and you made lots of money on it. So I hope that maybe makes up for your losses here. Well, the Get uh, Out universe is coming into the Dark Universe. <laughs> yeah, that would be really fun. Dark Universe, the Get Out universe is the Dark Universe. Dude, that's deep. Um, well, Harris, thank you for joining me to talk about this fucked up movie. Again, I'm really sorry. It's okay, man. It's it's fine. It just I'm gonna pay for your ticket. I can't. No, please. I don't. can't let you. Please don't. It's okay. You're not going you. to buy me a drink later. Okay, fine. Um, that was the new Flesh podcast. We'll be back next week, I think, with Joe. I think Joe's back, and I think we'll do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. If not, um, I'm gonna have on I think Matthew Rodriguez sometime soon to Ooh. talk about um the Baba Duke as a as a gay icon. He what wrote, is wait? Can you explain that? To I me don't real? get it. I want he wrote the piece and he's gonna come talk about it. He pitched it to me. Oh, interesting. So he, I don't understand it, but I fucking love it. I'm I, I the memes I are hilarious. It it's a, a bit, bit, but like it's it's taken on a life of its own, and I'm very excited to hear about it. I think I'll do that this week and bank it, and maybe we'll release it sometime soon. That's a really funny idea. Um, yeah. thank you for having me, Brett. I really want to plug anything. Uh, um, you know, check out my Twitter at Harris Mayer. Uh, M a y e r. You can always go to the. Sh- I, I, everything's on there that I do. Cool. Um, but yeah, I always. I love. I love that you love movies as much as I do, and it's nice that people still love movies even when they suck. I think my message to studios is: people love movies so much. Stop ruining them. Stop. Yeah. Like, just think about it. Take give a chance on someone like let let creative people do the do what they do and stop getting in the fucking way. Yeah, is what I think this was this was the studio's fingerprints were all over this because they were trying so hard to do something and it it was just sad. it was a very very discouraging movie experience. Yeah, it like made me lose faith in like all movies. That's how bad it was. All right, uh, thanks for listening. Brett redacted on Twitter. from my electro. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Oh. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, 